Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Stars fans, it's Jeff K, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Much happier than that last the other night, huh, guys? Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside Chris to my right, James to my left, we are all back here. My name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook and also Raycon. Thank you to them for being our sponsors of this episode of our podcast and all of THPN. The Dallas Stars tonight win by a final score of 4-2 to two, thanks to several members of the Dallas Stars tonight. Full team effort in my opinion and they even the series at 1 heading back to Seattle. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing tonight? outstanding i mean like you said total team effort top to bottom polar opposite of what we saw on tuesday tuesday we see one player go out of his mind and try and drag the team to victory this time the entire team gets behind the wagon and pushes and they run over the seattle kraken yeah. quick stat real quick for y'all before we get into anything else I know what you're gonna i know what you're gonna say the most lopsided deserved a window meter i've seen on money puck 95 percent for the dallas stars to five percent for the seattle kraken 
at one point insane. it was at 97 percent. i think yeah that's yeah. ridiculous and, and th this is kind of how i was ex more expecting game one to go honestly i mean if we this this is playing defense like we did in the last two games of the minnesota wild series i mean we played defense we put up a wall the the kraken have no one who's skilled enough to get through a wall like that i mean on other teams you can you can go send nathan mckinnon or mcdavid and they'll break through the wall by themselves make space but i mean they have no one on their team who can do that and when you just put up a wall like that what are they going to do agreed that's a very good point what's y'all's biggest takeaway from tonight though who maybe somebody who impressed you the most maybe the just the team game overall what was the most impressive thing for you guys i'll see i'll save my individual performer for our biggest winner but okay I was very happy with how the blue line responded. I called them out pretty aggressively in the in the podcast that I did on the way home from the game. Very upset. Um, and, and I agree with you after going back and looking that uh, Lindell was very bad, especially for him in game one. Uh, but they were outstanding tonight. I mean, total flip of what they were. Um, Hawk and Paw laid the body big time. He still made a couple of bad turnovers in his own zone. But he made but up for it in some other He ways. made up for it in other ways too, so... He, he was definitely much better. The whole blue line was a lot better, just overall. So and honestly, very happy with that. It, for, for me, it was more defense as a whole. I mean, it was forwards getting back too. I mean, they the D, the decor didn't have to do as much because they had more help back more often. It's true. So for me, you guys, what I really liked, and I think my, my favorite player tonight, I'll, I'll just go ahead and give him my biggest winner. I know it's early, but uh, tonight we've had kind of, coming out parties for like different players and different games. We, we had the Sagan coming out party in game four, along with uh, Jake Ottinger. Obviously we, game one in this series, we had Joe Pavelski. In my opinion, tonight's coming out party was Mr. Wyatt Johnston. He was absolutely one of the best players on the ice tonight, defensively, sure. offensively. And it's not like he hasn't been good the entire playoffs. He's just, hasn't been able to bury it as often and now he's starting to see the fruits of his labor and he's really starting to get rewarded with all the good opportunities that he's had yeah you know what happened they put owen powers ahead of him in calder nomination so that'll piss him off i mean two points tonight he he could have should have scored the game winner on tuesday as well so he's really buzzing and to see that one go in i, I can only imagine that more is coming yeah. from that guy yeah. And they gave him the first star of the night. So Ryan's it. biggest winner, first star of the night. I didn't even see that, I swear. Uh, here's my summaries for each of the periods, gentlemen. Uh, first period, I actually did not like the way the stars came out in the first period. I thought Seattle, it was just a continuation of game one in some ways. Now, the good thing about it was Dallas was able to weather the storm, and I can already see Chris is disagreeing with me. I knew he was going to do it because I saw his, his comments on Twitter. But, but that they were still turning the puck over quite a bit in the first period. And it really, my opinion, the turning point of this game was the first power play this, that the Stars had. That allowed Dallas to get their feet under them. They started to get some more puck movement going. They really started getting their offensive game going. And then after that, they just didn't look back. The second period was utterly ridiculous and the third period was just as good with maybe with a, a little bit of a reprise of bad play by the stars in the middle of the second period there were some really stupid odd man rushes that i thought 
kind of cost, especially the goal uh, by Cartier. But other than that, I mean, that's the only big criticism that I have as the team game overall. That's And that's pretty much what I got summary-wise for the game. Agree, disagree, thoughts? I mean, the first period, the second period was definitely better for the Stars. I agree with you on that 100%. And they definitely got better after their power play in the first period, too. But Seattle only had five shots the entire period. Yeah. To, to say that it was not a good period for Dallas, I just don't think it's correct. Yeah. I, I don't think that it was a bad period for Dallas, but it, it wasn't a bad period for Seattle either. And I think that's kind of where I, I more go with it, is that it was a very neutral period until the last four minutes when they gave us that power play. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I was fine that, yeah. with it because we lost game one. When you calm it down like that against a Kraken team, that's fine. But... I see where Ryan's coming from too. Chris, you agree with no, him? No, I'm agreeing with James. Yeah, he he was speaking for me. He speaks for the trees. Of course he Not does. The Lorax. Freaking Lorax. <laughs> okay, um, another player that I kind of want to talk about here tonight is well, there's quite a few. Um, well, let's let's talk about let's talk about something big that happened for the stars tonight. And it's something that's no surprise to us as Stars fans is a podcast that we've covered this entire team for for the entire season is the faceoff uh, percentage tonight was ridiculous. And the, the thing that I really liked that they were doing is the difference between game one and game two was this. In game one, I still felt like they were winning a majority of the faceoffs. Um, I, I, I haven't looked back at the stats to back myself up on that. Maybe one of y'all can... Uh, double check me here, but what they did different tonight is that they were able to control the puck a lot better after they won the puck, after they won the faceoff. And it just seemed like in the first game, in game one, that Seattle was so fast on them and their forecheck was immediately on them. And then in tonight's game, other than the first period, they started to kind of figure out how to deal with that really fast really good forecheck of the Seattle Kraken. What, what do you think? I'm not even I'm not even sure fully that the forecheck was the problem in game one. I mean, we give up so many chances in the middle of the ice to the Kraken that like how are you, how do you not score when you're in the most the the best spot to shoot from? I mean they I mean I don't remember where those three goals in that one minute were scored from, but I know at least two of them were in the slot. I mean they had they're right in the middle and we took that away from them tonight. We didn't give it to them. Yeah, and I think that we did a lot better breaking out of their forecheck. I think their forecheck was pretty good last night. I'll argue that on James. Um, we, we couldn't win a puck battle uh, in our own zone. And it was just clean, smooth sailing out of our zone all night long, even into the third period. I mean, start to finish of this game, I think Pete DeBoer did some exceptional coaching showing the Stars where that forecheck was coming from and how to get it out. And it was just, it seemed easy all night long, which was total night and day compared to game one. And let's give DeBoer a little bit more credit, too, because we talked about it, Chris, very briefly towards the end of last episode, but you easily could have panicked and thrown Pavelski back on the top line. And he, and honestly, look, I went back and watched game one again. This is the first time I pulled Asadi Yusef. I went and watched the game again last night. I watched game one again. And I... I Nothing was wrong. No, nothing was really wrong about how the forwards dealt in the game. It was all defensive coverage. It was it was just really bad. So 
as a Stars fan, freaking out about how the game went. And the, oh my gosh, we got to freak out. We got to throw Pavelski. We need offense. DeBoer didn't do that. He kept Pavelski on that line with Domi and Marchment, which they've looked excellent. And then not only does Pavelski get a goal tonight, but so does Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan gets a goal tonight, and it's just super effective. And I never would have thought at this point in the playoffs that Pavelski would not be on the top line, and yet Sagan would be as effective as Pavelski was on that line, and then Pavelski would continue to be as effective as he's been, whether he's playing on the third line or the first line or whatever. So that's been a nice surprise, and all the credit right there pretty much goes to Pete DeBoer. Yeah, and the correct word there that you said was panic. I mean, Stars fans were absolutely panicking. I mean, we scored that line that was put together scored four goals. They scored four. I mean, that you don't break up a line when they score four goals in one night. It doesn't matter who it is or what happened. The first line has proven they could score, and they played bad on Tuesday. I think they still played bad tonight, honestly. Um, So that's their problem to figure out. They've proven that they can score, and that's up to them now to do it. I am fully convinced they will play better as this series moves along, but we talked about before the playoffs even started how that Domi Marchment line had has to get going, and who knew to get it going was Pavelski, and it's worked out fantastic, and especially against the Seattle Kraken when they're so deep. Spreading out your goal scorers is definitely a good thing to do, especially against this team. And really, the narrative out of Game 1 it, it it was it was not that the stars couldn't score. I mean, yeah, we only had one player score, but he scored four times. I mean that that should be enough to win us the game every single time, especially with the way that we play defense in the regular season. We just we didn't play defense at all last last game, and that's that's yes, what I took out of game one. And seeing, we didn't play and, defense in the first period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, for and, like and now minutes. coming. <laughs> And, and now coming into this game and we play defense and the game's a breeze. I mean, it, it really felt like they had control for a majority of the game. Especially especially in the middle of the second period. I felt very good about it. Although there was there was a little twinge of worry when uh, they scored a goal there at the end because, I mean, they scored three goals in like three minutes in game one. And, I mean, we've seen the Stars do it. And this is a brand new NHL. It's yeah, very different than it was. The stars. They're not the stars. They can still score <laughs> goals, though, you guys. They can still the, score goals. The, the bottom line for me, though, is more that we've come back against the Kraken three separate times in third periods, which is a sign that the Kraken, when they have the lead in the third period, play back, and we know how to play against that. I just, I, I don't know that they know how to play against that. It's, like, it's, it's not the same dynamic dynamic for me. Brent Severin showed on there, uh, uh, he, he put tweeted actually he's been tweeting a lot so go follow brent on uh twitter to get some cool insight but the seattle kraken won two games in the regular season when they were uh behind after the second period only two wow we only lost two when we were when we were ahead yep that's true so we i would like to see that storyline continue for the stars in in that particular case but I want to get to another storyline, and I, I think this is the biggest one. This is one that, Chris, that you and I talked with uh, Joey about is the special teams battle. Special teams battle was huge tonight. And I know technically that first goal was not a power play goal, but it, it was pretty much a power play goal. I, I mean, they got the momentum off of the power play, and then like within 20 or 30 seconds, when they're still in the offensive zone, they score the goal. So I would still consider that a power play goal, even though the stats won't give it to it. But 
what I've argued about with sometimes with the power play, and it hasn't been that way that the in the playoffs, but when the power play was really bad at and streaky at times, the least that I would like the stars to do is if they don't score, get some momentum. And that's exactly what they did tonight on a majority of their power plays. Everything looked good. Everything looked good. The puck movement looked good. They were getting chances. I, I would like to see maybe a few more tips. But as soon as I thought that, they were starting to tip the puck even more in the second and the third period. And so if they can keep that up and force themselves onto the power play with their five-on-five -five play, I like their ability to win some games going into Seattle uh, over the course of the next couple yeah. of games. Yeah, all, all three power plays were fantastic. The one in the first period had four shots on goal. So, yeah, even when they didn't score, they were definitely building momentum. And I think absolutely our play in the offensive zone and our forecheck really drew those penalties on a team that is good at not taking penalties. So that was a very good job by the Stars there. Yeah, And we talk about how the Stars like to just play their own style and play how, how they always play. But, I mean, that's that's not really what they need to do against this team. They need to play defensively, and they they don't really like it all that much. I mean, obviously, they scored like crazy in the regular season. But... I mean, if if we're able to play this defensive style and it works against the Kraken, then you show and prove to yourself that you can play two different ways and win both ways. Well, we saw that in the first round as well, right? We saw the Minnesota Wild get completely trounced in game two. We won seven to three. And then, I mean, I would argue maybe even we saw three ways that the Stars won games in the first round. Uh, the first game two was the, the was the one I just mentioned. Game four, Otter completely stole one, and then in game five and six, we were very uh, intuitive about counterreacting against what the Wild were doing. We took advantage of the few opportunities we had. We made sure that we took care of our own zone, and then when we had opportunities going the other way, we buried them. I mean, I, I would argue that we've seen the Stars be able to play three different ways. And then even even tonight, even tonight was just a little bit different. It was I would say it's very similar to the way that they played in game five and game six, but they were they needed to rely a little bit more on their special teams tonight than maybe they did in game five and game six against the wild. So it, it's it's to your point, James, it is good to see the stars be able to play multiple styles because that's how you win in the playoffs. I mean, you can't you have to be able to make adjustments and be able to trust yourself. And the coach has to be able to trust his players that, Hey, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. We're going to make these adjustments and it's going to be to our benefit to win this game. If we take care of these specific roles and the, with the way that the stars have, they have multiple different players who play multiple different roles, who can do multiple different things. And that, again, that's just another thing that Pete DeBoer did well tonight is he made the adjustments and they won the game very handily. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Ryan here. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or a dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon Wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, and without breaking the bank.
if you were to lose your Raycon earbuds, they're not as expensive as some other earbuds out there that I'm not going to name. So you don't have to feel bad about them as much when you do lose them. So they are on the cheaper side, and they're also great, great quality. Raycon's mission, however, is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and the essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there, and you know who I'm talking about. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now-pay-later options, and right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat-fee international shipping as well. And here's the best thing. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's how you know you're getting a really good quality product. Some of the other features on these earbuds are just absolutely incredible. I love the noise isolation because with three kids, sometimes it's just nice to escape the world for just a second and not worry about anything else that is going on. Although my wife would probably say that's not a good thing. But anyways, the other thing that I really like about these is they have custom gel tips as well. And with my ears, how they are, I have very small, tiny, itty-bitty, like, elf ears. So it's very hard for me to find, like, gel tips that actually fit well, but these do, and it's fantastic. I love it. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buy Raycon dot com slash thpn light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook right now new customers can make a five dollar bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly i'm going to be paying close attention to the lines and odds on the DraftKings sportsbook app for the seattle kraken and the dallas stars series obviously but i'm also looking forward to the carolina hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils series as well. Canes is kind of like my second team, I'll, I'll be honest. I like them a lot. But anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org. In New York, call 8778 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Speaking of Ottinger, what did y'all think about the two goals he lit up? <laughs> I knew this was I coming I thought they up. were really good shots. I also think that normally he would block or punch them away. But that, that was the weird thing to me. He was trying to save it like with his shoulder where normally if it goes up on him like that, he'll just, he'll he'll punch it out of the zone, essentially. Yeah. I thought they were pretty soft. The second one just seemed kind of lazy. It felt like he wasn't on the post strong enough. The first one, I I, I feel like that's just inexcus inexcusable. He was in the circle. 
there was no screen. It wasn't deflected. It was a good shot, but when he's that far away and it's just a wrist shot, I think that's got to be saved. And and now I framed that question very rudely because I said, what about the two goals? Because he made some big saves tonight too. So he, he probably made up for them in other ways, but we don't normally see those go in on Otter. I'll disagree with you on the first one. The first one I thought was just a really great shot. Cartier, AHL Rookie of the Year, he comes up at the right time. He's able to be good for the Seattle Kraken going into the playoffs. I mean, it was an odd man rush, and nine times out of ten, maybe Ottinger does that have that save, but he didn't have it that time. And then the second one, I it was just a complete fluke, man. I mean, what what are the chances? Yeah, no that, chance they that, get that break if Miro sticks. Right, has a break. exactly. I agree. Exactly. It's a lucky break. The shot never goes off if Miro has a stick. It's still got to be saved. I, I still think it was it was a good shot though. I mean, I and it, it's, it's a mute point. It's a mute point anyway, though, because yeah. I mean, the the game was pretty handily exactly. in exactly. the control. Yeah. Still, we didn't need Otter to steal. My only point is, I don't. I think that's two games in a row. I'm not going to say Otter was bad, but I don't think he was great. And for us to go deep in the playoffs, Otter's going to have to be good. So I, I think he's got to figure it out. But we're going on the road, and that's where he likes playing more. So I, I expect Otter to steal one of the next and- two. And that's that's how he played in the Minnesota series too. I mean, that he is. stole Game Four, and he played absolutely amazing in Game Six. I mean, yep. those, those that's where he plays his best. Yep. Yeah, when we really need to win, that's true. So, okay, uh, let's. Is there anybody that we haven't really mentioned tonight? Oh, of course, we need to talk about him. Uh, Evgeny Dodonov. Uh, he has been an amazing addition to to this team and he he just seems to, in this particular playoffs that he just he, he gets a goal when it seems like you really need one is, is maybe that's a little too far a little bit but it seems like he's very effective when you really need somebody to be really effective. I, I don't think you're going far enough. I thought he was amazing. He had six yeah. shots on goal. He had so many more chances he could have scored on. On the power play, he was fantastic. He was really good tonight. I mean, yeah. I, I think he might have been the star's best player. Yeah, and, and I think the reason why you feel like his goals are so big is because they're five-on-five five goals. I mean, we've had 12 five-on-five five goals so far in the playoffs. He has four of them. That's He's a, very a third of our five-on-five five goals. I mean... And and those those are the goals that swing the games for us because we know we're gonna get power play goals and and you get one five on five goal in there and it feels like we just it's it's a free win. That is a very good point because we did talk about with Joey as well, Chris, is that you know Seattle is very good at five on five goals. That's one of their strong suits. I think they were like first or second in the NHL with like two hundred and five goals on at five on five, which times the stars have struggled with again sort of kind of streaky with the five on five play but they get two tonight they get one from sagan and they get one from Dodonov. and uh i mean i don't know what else to say about uh the addition that he's been i mean imagine if we did not have him and we still had uh dennis Kiryanov right now i mean for for us right now this already. looks like exactly I, I agree with you james this looks like an amazing, amazing deal. Now, this may be, end up being a really good deal for Montreal in the end if Denis Kiryanov gets going, but especially right now, it looks really good for the Stars. Yep, I mean, with, with just that deal in mind, I mean, we weren't going to re-sign Kiryanov regardless, though. 
Agreed. So he could have had an amazing playoffs. If, if it works out for Montreal, it's just a win-win for both sides. Yeah, right. Agreed. Yeah. I just hope that we can keep him because uh, I think he really is such an amazing yeah. addition to that. We, we've got three. We got like five months to worry I about know. that. I know. I'm. 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 I, I should not that far. I should just be worrying about the next game and that's it. But I, I really want to keep him because he looks so good on that that line with Ben and Johnston. So good. Um. Anyways, uh. I had something I wanted to talk about. Okay, yeah, let's get into the defensemen tonight and the way that they played, Chris, because you mentioned it very early on in the pod, and I think we can dive deep into it a little bit. Who was, I mean, other than Miro, because we can't point out Miro because he's always good, um, who impressed you with their play tonight out of the six guys? If I can't say Miro, I'm going to say Ryan Suter. He was fantastic. 24 minutes, time on ice. You didn't really notice him all night because he always made the right play. Always got out of his zone really easily, made the smart plays, didn't put anybody else in a hard position. I mean, he's been amazing the past two months, and I don't know what happened or what turned on. I'm really thinking it's just he he, he saw the playoffs were coming up, and he was like, well, still need one of those shiny silver things, so let, let's, let's turn the hockey's bike on. <laughs> uh, I'll kind of talk about Colin Miller a little bit because – he still had very, very sheltered minutes, even more than la- than last game. But, I mean, he still played very, at least sound tonight. He wasn't making very stupid plays, and he was using his slap shot like he should every single time he gets the puck. I mean, yep. he should not be thinking about what he's going to do in the offensive zone when the puck comes to him. He should just slap it <laughs> at the net every single time. Got a well-earned shift on the power play as well. He He was doing good on the offensive side, I thought. I want to sing the praises of Thomas Harley again because I would argue he's probably the second best defenseman on this team right now with the way that he's been playing. And I mean, he kind of is like a trade deadline acquisition, right? I mean, I would argue, I would say, I would argue that I would even go this far. I would say he's the Bowen Byram to Kale McCarr. Just like, I I mean, he he seems to be that way. He's just another really, really good defenseman who can kind of complement the style that Miro plays. And I mean, I, I've talked about for all season that ever since Klingberg left, yes, he was terribly, terrible defensively. But the one thing that kept him around and the one thing that kept him going other than his offensive production was his ability to move the puck in his own zone. And that's something that Harley has done very quietly. And it's kind of been in the background a little bit because he hasn't made a mistake. He hasn't made a mistake very, very often. So we don't talk about it because the mistakes don't happen. And who have we talked more about in this series? Hockenpah and Lindell who have kind of struggled a a little bit. They struggled a little bit tonight in the first period, but they were a lot, lot better in the second and third. So you got to give them some credit, but I still want to see that their production get better and their especially their defensive prowess which has been good for the most part in this season and honestly with harley what impressed me more was the the shot tonight i mean he he gets the shot past the first defender and that's all you have to do i mean he shoots it sagan gets the beautiful tip on it goes in that's that's all you have to do and he's learned that he he's made a made a theme of that recently Especially with this team right now. I mean, you, you get it past the, the first person, and there's like 12 people, it feels like, that can tip it in. Yeah. 
And just a quick side note, I forgot to mention this on when we were talking about special teams, but the one power play that Seattle had tonight, it wasn't even really a power play. The Stars made it look like Swiss cheese with how well they played on the penalty kill. It, I mean, I literally just watched it and it was just like, oh, it's in, oh, it's out. Oh, it's in, oh, it's out. And, 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 it was and that's the Kraken's power play for you. There you go. Yeah, the Kraken don't have a good power play. Yeah. And, and the they, Stars did a good job staying out of the box too. Honestly, mm-hmm. you might want to push it a little bit more with how good our penalty kill is, so... We'll, we'll and, see what happens with that. And like the crack, the Kraken definitely have improved on their penalty kill, but their power play looks just as bad as it did in the regular season. I mean, yeah. it, if that's something that we can exploit and we can get away with a little more because we know we can kill off the penalty, then I'm, I'm all for going for that. Two notes, uh, two thoughts real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. The first one is, I don't know about you guys, but I miss Jamie Alexiak so much. He was so good tonight for the Seattle Kraken. There were so many plays that I thought just he 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 was taking the the puck into the offensive zone and leading the rush. He made numerous uh, defensive plays. Really wish that he was still on the Stars right now. Imagine if that guy was. Imagine if we had him and then playoff Ryan Suter, playoff Ryan Suter, like both of those guys. When we had Alexiak, we were arguing that we had the best decor in the entire league. So like, Uh yeah, yeah. And he was a big part of that, and unfortunately now he's with the Kraken, but he deserved to get paid, and he got paid, and he, and I mean, what more can you say? Uh, the, the other thing was, and this was something that I thought about during the game, and it made me appreciate the Kraken even more, because a lot of people slept on him, including us, guys. I mean, none of the three of us picked them to win their series against the Colorado Avalanche. I- I said if they played five on five, they could win it. Okay, he did so say. That. I, I at least penalty kill was really good. I will give you. I will give you five percent, James. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will take that five percent and I will run with it because that is more than anyone else gave them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but the, the, this was a tweet that I came up with when I was thinking about this. Both teams, and when I say both teams, Minnesota and Seattle are both very physical teams. I feel like that the physicality is a part of their game with the Minnesota wild. They were really stupid with how they went after the stars physically and it cost them the series. I I, I still say that Marcus Foligno cost them the series with some of the plays that he made. The Kraken are just absolutely relentless with their forecheck and the, the physicality that they have is very admirable. To the yeah. point to where I mean, I mean this this is this is a series, guys. This is not going to be five games. I don't I, I I don't think this is five games. I think it's six it, or seven. If we play like we just did in this game, I I can see us winning four straight. I mean, re- really, if we can play the defensive style that we played against the Wild in Game Five and Six, which granted we we only did it for two games straight, so like, yeah, it's likely that it still goes to six or seven, but. I mean, if you just don't fall out of form and you're consciously thinking about playing defensively and not giving up dumb chances and then going on the rush when you finally get a chance and winning those offensive draws, I mean, that's all the Stars need. That's all we need to win, and we've proven that in three games now. But back to Ryan's point, I agree with you, especially their forecheck. Their their forecheckers never take penalties, and it's still super aggressive. You look at their penalty minutes tonight, they had 10. None of them are on forwards. All 10 are on defensemen, and it's from the Stars' forecheck. 
So all of them were defensive zone. I, I think every single one was a defensive zone penalty. So, yeah, their forecheck is very good, and they know right where the line is and right where to stop. So it's and, very good. And But honestly, that also means that they're not going to knock one of your star players out in game one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> take, take that how you want. And, and that is one thing that I've... Lo- this is how I imagined... The first round was going to be like this is a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it really is. That this is how I imagined a playoff series should have gone in the first round, and I mean, both teams are playing pretty well for the most part. The, the I mean, it's super physical. There's not, and what what's really funny, you guys? There's not much after curricular stuff, right? Nothing compared to when the stars went up against the wild. All the after whistle stuff. Is almost non-existent. It, it yeah. does exist. We saw that with Ben and Alexiak. I thought that was kind of fun and kind of funny to watch. But I, I think there was there. I think when the stars went up three to one, there was that little scrum pretty soon after the uh, faceoff went off after the goal. But I mean, for the most part, we haven't really seen a lot of like push, push, shovey, shovey kind of stuff, right? Again, I attribute that to the wild just being a dirtier team i mean they yeah. they say they they say grit that's not what it was they're actively <laughs> trying to hurt people in that first round and they yeah. successfully did it yeah you wonder why felino got so many penalties he's skating around like a maniac trying to just hit people that was his yeah. only goal and so yeah. uh eric said it i mean they they played the body. They didn't play the puck in the first round. Minnesota was actively going for hits, point. even in spite of where the puck would be. If they could play <laughs> the puck, they didn't care. They could hit someone. They're going for that. Yeah, but I- I'm going to say I still did like round one. I mean, I don't think you're going to get any more emotions than you did in round one. It was round fun. Level of emotions up okay, and down, that's, that's true. awesome. But not at the expense. Not at the expense of what I would argue has probably been one of our best players. I mean, he's but, he, we haven't even talked about him, this guy. Joe Pavelski, <laughs> he scored five goals in two games. Yeah. It's as many goals as Sagan does now. But you wouldn't have had <laughs> yeah, the great exactly. elation of the comeback game without that happening, too. I mean, you got to appreciate sports, man. That's just awesome. Yeah. And it really was fun to crap tweet with uh, Minnesota Wild fans exactly. as well. Exactly. So th- there's a little bit of that, too. Around. Now we're coming around. And now it's all like lovey-dovey, sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya with the uh, Seattle Kraken. And like, yeah, oh, we it, love you, but we're still going to beat you kind of thing right now. Crazy what happens when <laughs> no, I hate doesn't those guys. gatekeep. Oh, man, that's so much fun. Okay, guys, I, I it's already 35 minutes, and I think we're good. Anything else? Domination, 100%. Do it again. Change nothing. Change nothing, I agree. All right, well, those of you that are watching live, we thank you. There's 26 of you right now, I think, at the one point we were up to like 31 these things have only gotten larger and more fun as we've gone on this season and we really appreciate those of you who are watching live and are crazy enough to stay up with us until 12 15 in the morning at the time of this recording on the bright side it's not going to get any later so <laughs> still 8 30 starts in seattle yeah, but it's stupid because it's 6 30 for seattle fans oh That's i so agree stupid. totally but i mean Screw at least you, NHL. They're not starting at 9 30. <laughs> they could have. <laughs> well, and then uh I also we also want to say thank you for those of you that are listening afterwards. There's even more of you that listen to this uh afterwards, and we appreciate you just as much. And 
Y'all are not as crazy because you don't stay up till after midnight on a Friday morning. But we still love you and appreciate you just as much. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor, as well as Raycon for being our sponsor as well. Go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com. If you like anything you heard in this episode, please consider leaving us a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. Click like, subscribe, and all that stuff on YouTube. And along with Chris and along with James. My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. The series is 1-1. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, Christian, do us a favor. Take us out. Five down, 11 to go. GG, boys. <laughs>